Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And, boy, do we have a great show for you today. First off, I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on and and for creating quite the buzz that is uh, being created out there about the new segment we have, our Call to Connection segment and our Pay It Forward initiative, uh, all in the spirit of global prosperity and abundance. So thank you so much for all of your support, everything you've done. And uh, as I said before, we have some special announcements coming in April. And so if you have not signed up for our newsletter, please sign up. Uh, April is going to be an incredible month for us. It's always had special meaning for me in my life, especially April 1st. Most people say, oh, that's April's Fool's Day. But it's always had some very special meaning for me. And so you're going to be part of us giving away close to $3,000 worth of gifts from people that have joined our campaign to, uh, to pay things forward. There's nothing to buy. Uh, there's nothing for you to do except make sure that you have joined us in becoming a pay-it-forward angel at calltoconnection.com. Today, we have a great show. Joining me here today uh, is, is, and I would say this is going to be one of the most fun, controversial shows we do, we've done in a long time. And Dr. Chopra is Professor of Medicine and Faculty Dean for Continuing Medical Education at Harvard Medical School. But let's just step aside from that because Dr. Chopra says that we are on the verge of getting some real answers. Now, what does that mean? Real doctors, real answers, what is that about? Well, you're going to hear some things today that you may, uh, you may say, wait a minute. I didn't know that was true. Some facts. So today we're going to look at what's fact, what's fiction. His brand new book, Dr. Chopra says, Medical Facts and Myths Everyone Should Know. Joining me here today, um, we're going to really tear some of this apart. But more than that, you know, he's on a mission. You know, his job is to provide accurate, up-to-date information about medical science. And this is what he does. So today... We're going to be looking at some of the opinions, some of the myths that we've all come to know and believe. And all, putting all of that aside, we're going to dig into what's true and what is not. So, Dr. Chopra, thank you for joining me here today. I am so thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Now, this I said this book was going to be somewhat controversial. Uh, and the reason I said that is because we have come to know in these past, let me just say 10 years, we have come to believe certain things. We've come to believe that certain foods, certain supplements are good for us, certain foods, certain supplements are bad for us. Uh, and then there's the whole range in the middle of what we think we know. So today, I hope you're ready to shine some light on what's true and what's not. I will do my very best. <laughs> well, I think we should start with the reason for writing the book. Right. Uh, so the, you know, the reason for writing this book is, as you know, every single day um, the public is barraged with a mountain of information and sometimes lots of misinformation on the press, on TV, on radio, in the newspapers and magazines about miracle diets and the only vitamin you should take and uh, what coffee can do and uh, the promise of stem cells and prayer. And it's very difficult for us to sort through that maze. Uh, what is really the credible evidence? Most people see something in print and they think, gee, that's gospel. And it's in a credible magazine, the New York Times or the Boston Globe or the Reader's Digest or whatever. So it probably is accurate and authentic. So that's why we wrote the book. We actually started off with almost 50 chapters and then distilled it into 38. And then we looked at all the hard evidence. And uh, I think readers will be very surprised to hear that, for example, coffee is amazingly protective against liver disease, but also type 2 diabetes, Parkinsonism, gout, 
Last week, a study came out, 386,000 Swedish women, that one cup of java in the morning decreased the chance of stroke by 24%. And if it's one study, then we, we're not sure. It needs to be validated. If there are multiple studies, and for example, in liver disease, uh, coffee drinkers have lower levels of liver enzymes. They have less scarring. Two cups of coffee decreases hospitalization and mortality by 50%. Two cups of regular coffee a day decreases the risk of developing primary liver cancer by 43%. Cancer rising in the liver, primary liver cancer, is now the fourth leading cause of cancer mortality. But as lay public, they should be careful to read the fine print. Was this an animal study? Was it a human study? What kind of study? And then where was it published? Not that that's always the case, but if you read something in the New England Journal of Medicine or the Annals of Internal Medicine or JAMA or Lancet, it's probably credible because it's gone through a very rigorous peer review process. And then if there are mechanistic explanations like there are for coffee and liver disease, that adds weight to it. If Starbucks is not sponsoring the study, that adds weight to it. You know? Oh, you said it. <laughs> yeah. So it's very critical for us to, and that actually is the first chapter in the book. We explain what are different kinds of studies, what's a randomized, double-blind control study, what's a meta-analysis, what's a observational study so that we need to be better informed and better educated about how we navigate this maze. Dr. Chopra, and I'm so glad you brought this up because I have been dying to ask somebody this question. You know, I'm a researcher myself, but not, you know, not in, in the field of psychology. Right. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about is over the past two decades, what has changed is the funding of research. And what I, what do I mean by that? Um, what I mean by that is that there are uh, there are f- funds that are being allocated to research that some people believe aren't neutral. Like you said, I mean, if it's Starbucks that's funding a study on coffee, which I don't think they are, but Correct. if they are funding a study on coffee, there is a reader's beware. If a pharmaceutical company is funding a study on cancer, research, should we be equally aware uh, or, or alert, and, and how should we interpret the results? Right. It, I think we have to be alert. I think what's happened is that journals have become more savvy about this, and so one of the things they do is they insist that uh, the investigators disclose any potential conflict. If there is a potential conflict, it has to be resolved. What is the nature of the conflict? Was this simply a research grant? Do you have equity? Do you have stocks? And then the people who review it, and from all the major journals, they'll get either two or three people to review a particular article, and they're experts in the field. And they have to now declare their conflict, if there's any conflict. And uh, if they have a potential conflict, uh, then they're not allowed to serve as reviewers. And then the, the editorial board looks upon it. And despite that, every now and then a study appears. And an example of that is the study by Wakefield and colleagues in the Lancet linking some years ago autism to vaccination. And that has been debunked. The 11 authors of that study have retracted their authorship. The British Medical Journal wrote a stinging uh, critique of uh, where the Lancet fell short when they were doing that review process and publishing that study. And yet it's ingrained now, unfortunately. And a lot of mothers and parents are not getting their kids vaccinated. We're seeing outbreaks of measles in Massachusetts and California. Um, and it's, that's really sad because it can lead to encephalitis. It can lead to fatalities. And the belief that uh, vaccination leads to autism is really ungrounded. It, to me, it is the same as as unfounded as the belief that President Obama is an Indonesian Muslim. <laughs> and what we really need is a vaccine or a shot against such kind of ungrounded beliefs. 
Well, so, this is really why we're having yeah. you on the show today. Because, I mean, we've, you know, we've, we've barely scratched the surface on, on, on the book and what you've done. I just want to tell everybody, uh, Dr. Chopra is joining us here today. The book is called Dr. Chopra Says, Medical Facts and Myths Everyone Should Know. I want to let everybody know there's a way for you to get your questions in here right through our website. Go to drpatlive.com, drpatlive.com right now. And on the right-hand side, it says Ask a Question. It's our instant feedback system. The minute you type your question in there, I get to see it, and I'll bring it up and fire it out to Dr. Chopra. Um, I, I wanted to uh, also ask you before we go to break, um, I, you know, how is this book being received by your peers? It's actually being very well received, and two of my uh, senior colleagues uh, actually uh, gave a testimonial even before the book, you know, was published, Advanced Praise. One of them is Dr. Jerome Groupman, who's the Recanti uh, professor at Harvard Medical School and a best-selling author, and he writes for the New Yorker, and he's a very wise individual. And uh, he said, you know, with wisdom and wit, Sanjeev Chopra and Alan Lotvin show how to navigate the vast sea of health information, from vaccines to vitamins, cold remedies to colonoscopies, marijuana to mammograms. And the reader will benefit from this prescription of a healthy dose of skepticism and common sense. So I think he sort of nailed it uh, very well. So it's been very well received. We have three translations, Spanish, Thai, and Italian in the works. And uh, my message is simply to empower people to learn about the facts, to be skeptical when they read something, and it's one preliminary study, not to necessarily change their lifestyle based on that one study, to talk to their doctor, to talk to their primary care physician. You know, I'm a specialist in hepatology or liver disease. It's much easier for me to know the body of knowledge and the advances in hepatology. The primary care physician has to know hepatology and nephrology and cardiology and vaccinations and uh, uh, high cholesterol and hypertension and the nuances of diabetes and its treatments. I really, really admire primary care physicians in our country. and But it's not possible for them to keep up with all the latest advances. So if a patient were to go or one of our audience uh, hears that coffee is good for you and they go to a primary care physician tomorrow and say, I heard on this radio this there was this professor from Harvard Medical School and he's saying that coffee is good for you. If they haven't looked up the literature, haven't heard a talk about it, or read this chapter in this book, their likely refrain is going to be, everything in moderation. These studies come and go. Don't overdo it, you know, which really is not the right answer. So uh, that's the reason why we, we, mm. we wrote the book. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to just tell everybody, we've got so much to talk to Dr. Chopra about. The book is Dr. Chopra Says, Medical Facts and Myths Everyone Should Know. Everything in this book, as I said, from coffee to cancer, when we come back, we're going to be talking about what I, what I hope to be the most uh, misrepresented cure-all, be-all, see-all. And what if some of these are true? For example, is chocolate really good for you? How about that glass of wine? Well, we've got some things to talk about. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pacho and my very special guest, Dr. Chopra. The book is amazing. Lots in here. We'll be right back. We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. 
Life Shifting with Dr. J is a show about living full out and helping listeners to banish their fears, embrace their dreams, and move with greater ease through the ups and downs of our crazy world. Dr. J's Life Shifting Method is all about reinventing and renewing ourselves throughout our lives. Dr. J will have a wide array of entertaining, insightful, and highly credentialed guests who will inspire us with stories of their own life shifts. Listeners will wake up, listen deeply, and reflect about their own lives and are encouraged to call in and get live coaching from Dr. J and his expert guests who are passionate about helping people reclaim lost vitality. Life Shifting with Dr. J is about heartfelt dialogue, amazing life stories, personal struggles of highly successful people, their journeys, their ups and downs, and their triumphs. Listen in to Life Shifting with Dr. J on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You'll be inspired and moved to step up to your growing edge and shift your life into high gear. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for the complete show schedule. Do you dream of being on the amazing race? Well, here's your chance. Grab a friend and prepare for an exhilarating race around the city when City Solve Urban Race comes to your city. Teams of two will solve clues and face fun challenges while racing around the city. The winning team gets $300 and a chance to be in the Las Vegas Championship race to compete for a grand prize of $5,000. Not only will you have a ton of fun, you'll also be helping a good cause. A portion of the proceeds will benefit a local charity. To start racing, go to City SolveUrbanRace.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, please go to drpatlive.com. Um, if you do that, you're going to be able to immediately go to uh, our homepage and ask a question. I actually have a couple questions that have come in here already. Uh, Dr. Chopra is joining us here today. The book is Dr. Chopra Says. And as I said before, I mean, pretty much uh, everything in here from uh, whether or not you should be drinking coffee to whether or not human growth hormone actually works. And, uh, and the way that it's presented is, 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 is beautifully presented based on the science and the research, Dr. Chopra. So, you know, thank you so much for, for joining us here today. My pleasure. I want to ask you a question. I mean, as, as researchers, you know, we, we, we start out by having a certain premise or having a certain question, but sometimes along, uh, along the way, we are surprised by seeing things that we could not have even predicted or thought about. Did you have any, I'm sure you have, but what are some of the top aha moments, surprises perhaps, that you have gotten along the way in writing this book? Yeah, one of one of them was uh, red wine. So you know, we all hear um, that red wine is good for you. And I have friends, and if you we go to a restaurant and they order white wine, they're almost guilty. Say, hmm, you know, I really like the taste. I probably should be drinking red wine because I know that's heart healthy. And one of the surprises to me was in writing this book, but also I happened to be at a medical grand rounds at Harvard Medical School, and Dr. Ken Mukamal who's reviewed the Framingham hard data and hundreds of thousands of uh, stories and histories and patient charts, uh, gave a talk on alcohol is alcohol and is it healthy. And one of the things he pointed out, and then we looked it up, was that it turns out it's not just red wine, that any alcohol, white wine, a single malt scotch, a beer, a vodka, gin, all of those increase the HDL, the high-density lipoprotein, equally and that's what's heart healthy and that the other surprise i i heard uh, listening to him was that the periodicity of drinking trumps the amount of drinking now this may not be practical for all of us but what is actually healthier is for a woman to drink one or one and a half drinks every day and for a man to drink two drinks every day so in other words, you know, 10 or 14 drinks over a week rather than to drink four or five drinks on Friday and then some on Saturday and then some on Sunday. Uh, that still is heart healthy but not as healthy as regular drinking. And given our lifestyle, most of us can't do that because we're working, we work late, the next day we have to get up early and go to work. 
and you don't want to be drinking. But if you could limit it to one drink for a woman, one to one, two drinks for a man, and then it doesn't matter which alcoholic beverage, it's your choice, what you like, as long as there's no history of liver disease, alcoholism in the family, pancreatitis, things of that sort, it's actually very healthy. So well, you know, this is really kind of, you know, this is really what people are learning right now. Is they're learning how to sift through what's true and what's not true. I mean, uh, you know, that's got, that had to be a huge aha. Yeah, that was huge. And then the other was about vitamins. Mm. So we looked at all the vitamins and all the evidence, and it turns out, you know, it's a billion-dollar multi-billion dollar industry in our country. So you go to a shopping mall and you'll see vitamin shops and you'll see ads in men's magazines and women's magazines, women over 50, men over 50, take this multivitamin. We really don't need to take a multivitamin. We should only take vitamins if we are deficient. You know, if we are found to be anemic and then it turns out it's B12 or folic acid, then you need B12 or folic acid. If we are taking... Dilantin or methotrexate, it interferes with folic acid metabolism. We need supplemental folic acid. Women, as soon as they find out they're pregnant, should be taking folic acid to prevent ural tube defects. There's actually a study, and I don't want to scare anyone. I don't want people to feel guilty. It's only one study. But it showed a slight increase in the risk of breast cancer in women taking a multivitamin. Mm. And, of course, if you take it in large amounts, vitamin C, it can lead to kidney stones. Vitamin A can lead to liver failure. So there's also a perception on the part of many of us, if this is good for me, you know, maybe I should take more and it will be even better for me. And that's not true. You can actually get toxic from certain vitamins. The only vitamin we should take, and I'm a strong believer in this, and the research is being done now, in a randomized controlled fashion. So most of it is epidemiological, observational data, but looking at tens and hundreds of thousands of people is vitamin D3. I couldn't agree with you more. I was hoping you were going to say that because this is really kind of the miracle in vitamins. But immunity, all-cause cancer, mortality, there's a colleague who thinks that breast cancer is a vitamin D deficient state. We're now discovering young people in their 30s in the Middle East coming down with breast cancer, young women. They don't have a family history. They don't have the mutation. I am, my hypothesis, they're wearing the burqa. They're not getting exposed to the sun. They're not making the sunshine vitamin. We have young soccer players in Florida who are turning out to be vitamin D deficient because they're putting sunblock. We should put sunblock to prevent skin cancer and melanoma. But we should either check our vitamin D level, and if it's low, we need 50,000 units a week till it gets replenished. And if it's low normal, I would take supplemental vitamin D, 1,000 to 2,000 units. You don't need a prescription. It's totally safe. There is going to be a $22 million study looking at 20,000 patients, and they're going to randomize people into three arms on vitamin D, omega-3 fatty acids, and placebo. It'll take five years to conduct that study. It'll take seven years for that study to get published. So while that's happening, I tell everyone, take vitamin D3. I, I agree with you because, you know, isn't this interesting? Let's just talk about this for one more minute. Uh, is it true that if you have a condition, and I'm just going to say a condition, a chronic condition, let's say that this is somebody that has cancer or even better an autoimmune disease. Right. Um, isn't it true that people that are running their system down? Did I lose really you? Almost, yeah. I'm sorry, I lost you for a second. Isn't it true that when you have this kind of condition that people can't produce enough vitamin D, so they have to, they have to take supplements of vitamin yeah, D? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it affects their nutrition, it affects their appetite. Uh, they may be malabsorbing as part of the autoimmune disorder like Crohn's disease and can clearly get vitamin D deficient. Uh, the National Health Service two weeks ago in England has come up with the blanket statement that in kids we need to give them larger doses of vitamin D than we've given them. 
Mm-hmm. We're starting to see rickets. We're starting to see severe vitamin D deficiency in, in young people now because they're not getting exposed to the sun. They're playing video games at home. Um, they're not getting enough vitamin D. Well, and you know, this is, uh, the, and I'm so glad that you point that out because you do point it out. For those of you just tuning in, uh, Dr. Chopra says, is the name of this incredible book. There's a lot of information in here, medical facts and myths, but it's actually broken down in a way that you can, uh, you can actually see, uh, uh, what might be true and what might not be true. Uh, I want to talk about this, uh, Dr. Chopra, when we come back from break. I want to talk about Alzheimer's. And the reason Alzheimer's disease is because almost um, everyone you talk with when you ask them, is, ask them, is there a scary disease right now for you that you think about, that you worry about? Um, it used to be people would say cancer. And, and I think what's happening, uh, happening is this growing concern about Alzheimer's disease. True. And so yeah. are you finding that in, in your practice Absolutely. as well? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. People are very concerned. And they're a little forgetful and they say, gee, yes. am I developing Alzheimer's? My dad had it and it was awful. Right. Yeah. So when we come back from break, I want to talk about that. You know, as a matter of fact, my best friend pointed out to me that I've always been forgetful. <laughs> so, so get over it. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> Let's take a short break, everybody. Uh, Dr. Chopra says is the book, Medical Facts and Myths Everyone Should Know. Um, We've got your questions coming in at drpatlive.com. Please go over there and uh, type your question in. I'm going to try to get to some of these as quickly as I can. They're really, really good. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about the, you know, the dreaded disease, Alzheimer, the Alzheimer's disease. And, and, and more importantly, what other things should you know? How about that funny thing that people are calling alternative medicine right now? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And, uh, yes, we'll give you a website and find, tell you how to get a copy of the book. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Paul Bland. I want to tell you about my friend glutathione. Imagine each cell of your body as a room in a house that has a fire in the fireplace to provide heat and energy to optimize your body's functioning. Now imagine that fire getting out of control due to stress, illness, or toxins. This is when your friend glutathione is not produced fast enough to turn the heat down. I found something amazing that has transformed my health dramatically, and I've lost 20 pounds as a bonus. Action away. Action Way is nature's perfect way of providing the three precursors to maintain high levels of glutathione in each cell of your body. Research has shown that Action Way has the purest ingredients to create glutathione naturally and effectively in your body to control that raging fire. Please call me at 866-831-4330 for more information on Action Way and visit seaandearth.com. That's S-E-A and Earth. to find out how to get your raging fire under control. Are you feeling stuck in a dead-end job, an unhappy relationship, or struggling with your health? Would you like to thrive in all areas of your life? Trisha Moore can help you find the answers you're looking for. A gifted, intuitive consultant, Trisha will help you find your passion and gain confidence to move ahead at record speed. Schedule a free 15-minute consultation. Call 206-618-8601. And visit TrishaMoore.com. Move into action, one intuitive step at a time. Isn't it time that you powerfully aligned with your soul's purpose and activated your divine gifts and talents so that you can thrive in the new paradigm? Tune into Soul Purpose Central with internationally acclaimed radio host Jennifer Longmore, North America's soul purpose expert. You've been divinely guided here because something deep within your diamond light longs to be activated so that you can joyously evolve through your ascension journey. After 20,000 soul purpose and healing sessions, Jennifer now joyfully shares with you her profound wisdom and experience in the Akashic Records, multidimensional healing, and all that is relevant to your creation story as a unique spark of divine light love. Join us each Tuesday at 1 Pacific and 4 Eastern Time for Soul Purpose Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com for your connection to the wisdom of the collective Akasha and selected experts who can align you to all things soul purpose. Prepare to be activated, aligned, and accelerated on your ascension path. 
Reservage Organics offers you the most advanced anti-aging product available. Our organic-based resveratrol formula, brought to you from the heart of our exclusive vineyards in southern France, has been clinically proven to reactivate your longevity gene and help preserve your youth. By including Reservage Resveratrol in your daily regimen, you can enhance cardiovascular function, metabolism, mental acuity, and collagen production. If you want to regain your youthful radiance and enhance your longevity, do so with the world's finest resveratrol from Reservage Organics. Why wait? Visit your local retailer and start the anti-aging process today. Reservage Organics, committed to the extension of youth naturally. Available online at Reservage.com and at the Vitamin Shop, Vitamin World, and Whole Foods Market. Visit Reservage.com and feel vitality today. Tune into the Dr. Pat Show on your new day and time, Thursdays starting June 19th from 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 to 12 Eastern, for exciting and lively interviews with Dr. Pat Basili on the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I'm going to get all your questions that you're sending us. I'm going to get these to Dr. Chopra really quickly. Uh, but first, we're, I, I think we're going to take on one of what I think is one of the most controversial uh, conversations around a disease to date, uh, and that is about Alzheimer's, what it is, what it isn't, why it's so dr- feared, and is there anything we can do about it? Dr. Chopra, thank you so much for joining us here today. I, I wasn't surprised that I saw Alzheimer's in the book at all. Um, right. But I, but I would love for you to share what this has been like for you to delve into the world of uh, Alzheimer's, whether it can be prevented or cured. Right. So, you know, Alzheimer's is very frightening, and it's really uh, a terrible tragedy when it happens. The patient uh, himself or herself is not necessarily aware of what's going on, but for the families and the friends, it's very devastating. I heard a story about President Reagan that uh, when he had developed Alzheimer's, somebody had gifted him a model of the White House, and it was sitting next to his chair, and he picked it up, and he turned to uh, Nancy Reagan, and he said, uh, this building has some kind of special meaning for me, but I don't remember what it is. And and that is so tragic when you hear something like that, and that's what the families are facing. Uh, we used to think at one time that if you engaged in mental exercise, such as learning a new language or playing chess or doing crossword puzzles, that that might uh, decrease the chance of developing or delay the onset of Alzheimer's. And I was truly hoping that that is the case. But I've spoken to a lot of neurologists and experts in Alzheimer's at Harvard Medical School over the last three years about this. And uh, they smile and they say, you know, Sanjeev, if you do a lot of crossword puzzles, you'll get good at doing crossword puzzles. But it does not prevent Alzheimer's. So in our reading and in our research and talking to experts, it turns out that there are only two things that may decrease the risk of developing Alzheimer's. And the first one is meditation. And people who regularly meditate, it's not a form of religion. You can do different kinds of meditation. I happen to have been meditating for more than 25 years. I wake up every morning at 4.30 and I meditate for half an hour, and then if I have time in the evening, I meditate for 10 or 15 minutes. So meditation has been shown to decrease the risk of Alzheimer's. And the other thing that's been shown to decrease is uh, something remarkable, and it's physical exercise. So physical exercise is not only good for the heart and the bones and the muscles, but and preventing obesity, which is linked to 15, 20 different cancers and different disorders, but and also decreases the risk of Alzheimer's. It also, physical exercise, decreases the risk of macular degeneration, which can lead to vision loss and blindness. So we all need to be active. And my plea to people who don't exercise is start slowly. Start to walk. Walk 15 to 20 minutes three or four times a week. 
walk with a buddy, have an exercise buddy. So you don't feel like getting up and going for that walk or that treadmill or swimming. You, you're going to let down your friend and uh, you don't feel good about it. So there are greater chances that you will exercise. We have a new Surgeon General in our country. She's a remarkable lady, Dr. Regina Benjamin. I've had the uh, honor of meeting her. She came for one of the Harvard Medical School continuing medical education courses and gave a talk, then led the whole group for, for a walk on the Boston Common. And she's doing that around the country. Uh, more recently, about six months ago, she did a rim-to-rim of the Grand Canyon, 24.6 miles. It's going to be a documentary shown, I believe, on Discovery Channel. And she, as a family physician, is saying, let's keep the message simple. Let's not talk about cancer and liver disease and all of that related to being overweight. Let's just get people walking, and then they can get into the exercise routine. Some people need a lot of feedback, and they like numbers and statistics. One of the best things they can do is buy a pedometer, and then they will be counting or looking at, wow, I walked 3,000 steps yesterday. Today I want to do 3,100. When they park their car, they'll purposely park the longest distance from the entrance to the office or to the shopping plaza. You know, it's ironic. You see people going to a gym, and they're jockeying to get that parking spot right next to the front door, and then they take the escalator. Um, it's, it's even humorous. So well, we need, we you know, this is really kind of interesting because, you know, obesity is on the rise. A friend of mine is... Um, in education, she's been in education for years. She right. says, you know, with the rise of obesity, um, how are we going to really deal with this as educators in this country when our budgets around this area of physical exercise and what we can do yeah. in schools has been cut drastically? I mean, this is really a dilemma, <laughs> Dr. Joe. It really is. But I'm glad uh, Dr. Regina Benjamin, Michelle Obama, the First Lady, is focusing on obesity in kids. Yes. Um, I'm glad that, uh, you know, a lot of uh, school lunches uh, are now looking at healthier foods. Um, You know, lots of things we can do. It's something that Mm -hmm. has to be done at a society level. Parents have to take ownership. Teachers have to take ownership. Kids have to take ownership. Physicians, clinicians have to take ownership. Not look to the government to provide all the answers and all the funding. Oh, absolutely. You know, let's talk about alternative medicine because, you you know, you did talk about meditation, and I'm so right. glad you did bring that up. But you have a chapter in the book about alternative medicine. And, and I would love for you to give us sort of a summary of what you've discovered because there are so many forms of it. And honestly, for me, um, I told you during the break, my naturopath saved my life. Now, how right. did she do it? There are a whole lot of treatments I couldn't even talk to you about. So could you yeah. give us uh, uh, what you've discovered? So here's, here's my take on it. You know, I, I've been practicing meditation for, for more than 25 years. For me, it is the single best thing I've ever done. Uh, it's brought so much uh, silence and creativity in my life. It's improved my relationships with my friends, with my colleagues, in my writing, and my speaking. The research is just catching up for things like meditation. There are now studies showing that on the CAT scan, you can see changes on PET scanning, functional MRI studies, you can see changes. And you don't have to be a long-standing Tibetan monk doing meditation, but even short-term meditators will have these incredible changes in the physiology and in brain functioning. I think the term that's now being embraced is rather than call it alternative because right. that sounds like, well, instead of Western medicine, you should right. do an alternative form of medicine. The term that's now being embraced is complementary and integrative medicine. Yes. And, and that we need to integrate it. And I actually admire physicians who practice both Western medicine but are totally open to and even prescribe complementary integrative medicine to their physicians. It's more time-consuming. They may not be getting reimbursed for it, but they really care about their patients and they want their patients to do well. My one word of caution is that we have to be a little bit careful about things that are uh, taken for granted as being safe because they're natural. 
So as a liver specialist, I see a lot of patients taking milk thistle or doing moxibustion or doing a bunch of things. Uh, I had one patient who was doing about 12 different things, and uh, he had hepatitis C. And I said to him, you know, if we treat you, your hepatitis C with Western medicine, peg interferon and ribavirin, we want to make sure that the liver enzymes in the blood improve or become normal. We want to see that the virus, if it's at 2 million copies, 2 million a level, that it's no longer detectable. And if we were to do a liver biopsy to see that there's improvement under the microscope, we hold it to a very high standard. We say there has to be biochemical improvement, there has to be virological improvement, there has to be histological. And we should hold the same standard for natural medicines or Ayurvedic medicines. We tend to simply look at the liver enzymes, and that may not give us the right picture. Uh, the one concern is that sometimes these medicines, they're natural, but they're tainted with corticosteroids. So people take it, it improves their appetite. If you have hepatitis C and take prednisone, it, your liver enzymes will actually normalize. And that may happen with hepatitis B as well. But if you look at the virus, it is now multiplying thousandfold. And if you look at the biopsy, it's worse. So to me, it's akin to there's a hole in the wall and you put a painting of Monet and you cover it and you say, hmm, it looks good. And meanwhile, behind the painting, it could be getting worse. So if you're going to take those and you have a virus, measure the viral load. And if it's unchanged and you feel better or if it's dropped a little, you know what? Continue. We have a saying, don't argue with success. <laughs> but be a little bit cautious. And uh, some of my patients, when I have this discussion with them, will say, but Dr. Chopra, it's natural. So, right, it won't hurt me. It may not help me. It may hurt me. And to one of my patients, I said, how much is this costing you? And he said, it's about $220 a month that he's paying out of pocket. And that's a significant amount of money. And I said to him, you know, I, I want to term this. I want to call it something. He said, what? I said, it's a wallet biopsy. You're incurring a wallet biopsy. Let's measure your virus. And we measured it, and it had actually increased. So we stopped it. The next time I had a patient similar, we measured the virus. It was the same or it had decreased. He was feeling better. He had more energy. I said, you know what? Make sure you get it from the same manufacturer, and you can continue it, and we can check your viral load again and see what's happening. So, you know, it, it may be natural, but nature can pack a wallop. Tsunami, Katrina, earthquakes, they're all part of nature. So let's be cautious. Uh, I think as we study these more, and hopefully we'll have more funding from the NIH, at, at Harvard Medical School we have a Department of Complementary and Integrative Medicine run by David Eisenberg, a great colleague. And uh, I think the research will show that some of these things help. But let's find out which ones are helping and which aren't. And under what conditions. I mean, you're absolutely exactly. right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is, this is really kind of a, a journey all, all upon it, you know, all onto its own. Right. Um, I, you know, I have a question that came in that I wanted to get to you uh, right away. And, you know, the question is, uh, uh, Dr. Chopra, thank, thank you so much. Um, what do you think about the, what do you think about where the funding for cancer research is, is going? It seems like cancer research is going to, to a cure. But how about money that should be going to cancer prevention, especially breast cancer? How about a vaccine? Wow, this is like a loaded question. Yeah, this is like a, a good one. Yeah, it's a great one. question. You know, there's yeah. the old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Right. Uh, we, we, should, we should concentrate on preventive measures. Now, again, the most important thing for breast cancer is women need to be screened. If you have a very strong family history, you need to have the right genetic test. You should make sure that you're exercising you should make sure that you have a good vitamin D3 level. There is a colleague who thinks that breast cancer is a vitamin D deficient state, that if you have very high levels of vitamin D, you do not see breast cancer. I'm not totally sold on that, 
but clearly you should check your vitamin D3 level and if it's low, you need to be replenished. If it's in the low normal range, you should still, still take supplemental 1,000 to 2,000 international units of vitamin D. Um, I have a colleague, his name is Dr. Vika Sukhatme at Harvard Medical School. He's one of our deans. The man is brilliant. And uh, he may get the Nobel Prize in Medicine or Physiology in the years to come. He has discovered that there's a lot of research showing that there are things freely available, things like quinine, tonic water, yep. things like aspirin, for which there's no longer a patent, for which the pharmaceutical companies do not have any interest in doing research. With his wife, Vidula, he's formed a foundation called Global Cures. And they are going to do research on cancer and look at these kinds of treatment. And uh, every time I meet him, he shows me some fascinating data. He's first developing a library, sort of the database on all of these. And then they're going to do research. Now, the pharmaceutical companies are not going to fund this. Conceivably, the National Institute of Health or foundations. He was recently invited to China where some people were interested in even possibly affiliating with Harvard Medical School and donating uh, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to this kind of research. So when I hear these kinds of stories, I'm very optimistic. You know, research in, in medicine, as you know, uh, is often serendipity, chance in the prepared mind. You know, the discovery of insulin by Banting and Best, the discovery of Lipitor to lower cholesterol, the discovery of Viagra, the discovery of hepatitis B, which afflicts 400 million people, was all chance. So it's happening. We need smart people. We need uh, people who've got the antennas up, are looking and saying, hmm, this works. And it works by this mechanism. In this particular cancer, this mechanism is operative. What if we take quinine and give it to people with glioblastoma multiforme, a horrific brain cancer? So that kind of research will happen. It won't be funded by pharmaceutical companies. We'll need people like Dr. Sakatme and his colleagues and well-wishers and foundations. Uh, but I'm optimistic. People ask me, Sanjeev, do you see the glass half full or half empty? I say it's, I see it twice the size. Yes. Yes, more than half full. It's full. I'm so, so I'm very glad optimistic. you brought, the, brought this up because one of the things I want to add to your list is we need people with courage, just Absolutely. like the doctor that you just referred to and yourself as well for being able to speak out. Because yeah. to be able to take the step down the path that, that he and his wife are taking, it does require courage. It requires gumption and guts and perseverance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, I'm so thrilled to be his colleague, and we meet often, and uh, it's, it's just so exhilarating to hear the way he thinks mm-hmm. and, and uh, what he's planning with his foundation. Well, I could tell you, you and I could probably go on for another hour. I right. want to thank you for joining us here today. But I, I love to end the show by asking you, for your last thoughts, for your personal message for our listeners. And please, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. So, you know, I I thought of this mnemonic uh, on a flight as we were finishing the book. And if, uh, Pat, if you live to a ripe old age of 108 and you've had a wonderful life, perhaps somebody at the eulogy would say, Pat was an amazing person, amazing doctor. She had this great show. And she aced life. A-C-E-D-L-I-F-E. So A is aspirin. So aspirin prevents against heart disease and stroke, but also against colorectal cancer, breast cancer, and prostate cancer. And unless contraindicated, we should be taking an aspirin a day. C is coffee, which has so many multiple health benefits. E is exercise, which is really the best drug. D in ACE is D3, vitamin D3. L is laughter. There are now 5,000, 6,000 laughter clubs where people simply get together and laugh. And now research showing it's good for the immune system. I is to go inward, so be reflective, be silent, meditate. F is fish or fish oil. 
and E in life is empathy. His Holiness the Dalai Lama once said, be kind whenever possible. It is always possible. He also once said, if you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. So ace life and don't go nuts remembering this. So nuts are very good for us. Other than coconut and macadamia, pine nuts, peanuts, cashew nuts, almonds, walnuts, a study a couple of years ago showed that if we eat a small amount of nuts each day, not too many because it's got calories, but a small amount of nuts each day increases longevity in human beings by two years. That's huge. So that's in the final chapter of the book, this mnemonic, Aced Life. Don't go nuts remembering the mnemonic. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Sherpa, for joining us. Now, My pleasure. Uh, the, book, yeah. the book is available everywhere, correct? And is right. there a website that people can go to? Yeah, I think if you just click on Amazon, uh, you'll be able to see it. Dr. Chopra says medical facts and myths everyone should know. There's also an audio version. I did about five hours of recording, and then a professional recorder, I think, did the rest of the book. Well, I want to thank you. I could see how you could do five hours plus. And so uh, <laughs> yeah. this has been really, really great. I bet you've started on the uh, next uh, the, the next book around this, haven't you? I have, actually. I've, I've finished writing a book. Uh, I've been giving a talk uh, for the last 18 months, and I've given it now 30 times in the States and in eight countries. And it's not in medicine. It's something I've been fascinated with. It's on leadership. And the talk is called Leadership for the 21st Century, the Ten Tenets of Leadership. And with the same publisher, I've now uh, submitted the manuscript, and it will probably get published this fall. I love it. Thank you, Dr. Chopra, so much for joining us here today. Everybody, the book is Dr. Chopra Says, Medical Facts and Myths Everyone Should Know. Wow. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. It has been great to have Dr. Chopra here. And, again, the book is available on Amazon. We did not get to everything in the book. I will say that to you. There's lots more in here for you to take a look at, everything from around, everything from medical marijuana uh, to looking at human growth hormone and asking the question, can you prevent baldness? There's so much in this book. And Dr. Chopra really points us in a direction that will allow us to make informed, intelligent decisions. For more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, or drpatlive.com. Don't forget, join us, become a pay-it-forward angel, and receive thousands of dollars worth of free downloads to help you transform your life. Uh, you can do that by going to calltoconnection.com, become an official pay-it-forward angel, share these gifts with people across the globe. You're not obligated to buy a single thing. This has never been done before, and we are building momentum. Thank you all for joining us here on the show. I want to thank everybody at the station for pushing the right buttons and making this happen. And for all of you today, remember to take a moment to to, to take a moment of meditation or prayer, uh, as many will do today at noon uh, uh, around the water of, uh, of Japan. And so let's make sure we hold the highest intention for all. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. to the Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Thursday for another dynamic hour of the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili.